0: what's up guys this is the kickflip kid Ryder Reed and you're listening to the best damn podcast around wrestling cheers
1: in the world today Take-
2: And welcome back to Wrestling Cheers, where everybody knows your name, especially after this long fucking year. This is Wrestling Cheers. We'd like to talk about things going on Northeast Ohio, independent wrestling scene. We preview shows, we review shows, and sometimes we even have interviews along the way. This is our annual year in review episode for the year of 2020. I am your host, Justin Summers, and Wrestling Cheers is brought to you by the Trending Topics Network and Midwest Territory. Please Rate review and subscribe your evidence this fine podcast, whether it be Apple Podcast, Google Podcast, Stitcher, TuneIn, YouTube, Spotify, iHeartRadio, or Podbean Wrestling dot com. Find us on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram, Facebook.com slash wrestling cheers, twitter.com slash wrestling cheers at Instagram.com slash wrestling cheers email. If you so choose a desire, wrestling cheers at gmail.com and we have the merch store over at what dot net. Like I said, this is the annual review of the year, and this is 2020 what a fucking year first up we have stacy
3: hey man how's it going
2: it's going good been a really really long fucking year though
3: you ain't kidding this year's been like three weeks long and five years long all at the same time
2: (laughs) pretty much and we also have charlie butters hello how's it going charlie i'm tired but i'm here and i'm ready to to party speaking of tired because i know he just woke up we have ed
0: I took a nap so I could be fresh and uh,
4: clear-minded for this. And then I s- smoked weed. And now, <laughs> and now we're kind of just back to where we started.
2: So this is the panel we had last year, but we added one more person. She hasn't been on as much as I would like this year. So we have on Pam.
5: Hi, guys. I'm back.
2: This is the first time on the podcast that Stacy and Pam have both been on at the same time. Really? yeah i think not counting the time you were driving in the car together but that's a whole different thing
5: no i could have swore i sat out in my car one night when he was on the thing but maybe maybe it was a i don't
4: know losing it a little inside baseball pam and stacy uh using the same microphone and standing back to back like
2: bon jovi (laughs) (laughs) well that almost happened
5: Almost almost if if I sound really she compared to Stacy, it's because I'm talking through my phone and my phone sucks. So
2: all right. On this review of 2020, we will be talking about show of the year, venue of the year, special guest of the year, match of the year, debut of the year, moment of the year, group or team of the year and wrestler of the year. And uh, I went back and listened to last year's episode and I want to uh, play you a clip from early in the episode, and Ed, you kind of called it.
4: uh Summers, I like your optimism of reviewing or previewing things in 2020, like we're not going to all die.
3: <laughs> oh. <laughs> oh
4: why, why would I think we were all going to die? What was going on?
2: <laughs> I don't know. I'm sitting there listening to this episode, and pretty much the reaction you heard here on this audio of everybody busting up laughing was my reaction i was like no fucking way ed called it (laughs) why'd you do this ed
4: (laughs) (laughs) wow (laughs) so like it'll already be out by this point on uh the podvindium year enderwoids wow Uh -uh. Aha. At the uh, Pod Van Dam Year End Awards, I pointed out that I said 2019 was the worst year in wrestling ever, and like so, I kind of feel responsible for that too. That I made 20, I just made 2020 awful for everybody. <sighs> what are you gonna do?
2: I was holding this really close to the vest just to get the live reaction from everybody because you you called it. That's the only way to put it, and you didn't That's even so know good.
0: it. Like you deserve so many slaps head. <laughs>
2: Oh, no. like it was just a joke but you still were so close to the truth that it's 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 crazy were the first
5: cases is already popping up by then
3: no i mean technically but we didn't know about it
2: yeah there was a i don't even know if at the, at that point because we that episode was recorded in early january but i don't think it, it was necessarily the same
3: hmm. yeah i mean they were saying there were cases in november but i mean it wasn't like knowledge then like the
2: to, to us i feel like it wasn't really acknowledged till february well there were reports in
3: i remember reports in january of like there's a weird shit going on in china in wuhan yeah but like it didn't seem like it was gonna be this It, you know that's that same shit where it's like oh this one village in africa has ebola okay well go
2: shut it down uh that's that's actually how I kind of looked at it, whether it would be something like that or swine flu. I didn't know anybody who had swine flu. So I figured like, oh, it's just gonna be one of those things like it's going to go around, but it won't necessarily hit everybody. Uh, here we are almost a year later from probably when I had that thought of, yeah, this is the, a much bigger deal. You ain't kidding.
5: For sure. And knock on wood that I don't get it. But Stacy swears I'm a mute.
3: I just don't understand how she didn't catch it. When I had it, like, it doesn't make sense.
5: Like, we shared a drink. We didn't know that he was positive. Like, different things, like.
3: Shared multiple, like, pipes slash blunts.
4: And then uh, when uh, Stacy got it the weekend uh, before at the collective, I asked him, I think several times, to spit into my mouth.
3: Yeah. <laughs> so <laughs> Ed's I didn't get it. Yeah, it's wild.
2: I was about to say, two people here on the show got. Actually got it. And that's yeah. me and you.
3: Yeah. Both of us were very lucky.
2: Very. Unfortunately for Amanda though, she actually got it and her immune system isn't too great, but it was just one of those things that's taken her longer to bounce back. For me, I was, I was somewhat feeling normal with within five days after losing a lot of the symptoms, but still like it still took it. It took me down harder than anything I've ever gotten. That's all what I'll explain to people. Cause I've heard people say like, Oh, it's just this, this. And I'm like, you know what? I normally don't get the flu. I don't if it does, it knocks me down just a little bit. Like this one really kicked my ass.
3: Uh my experience with it was very strange, and I'll just leave it at that. And I'm still like I've still got shit from it, but I'm here and I'm good.
2: Yeah. All right. There was one other question that I actually added up almost at the last minute last year. I didn't have it on my saved list that I sent to you guys, but I did update all of you, but Pam, because sorry Pam, this doesn't necessarily apply to you.
5: Yeah, I know.
2: <laughs> Since uh all of us but Pam have a podcast. I wonder not yet. Oh, the the Pam cast. I can't wait for that one.
5: (laughs) It's going to be about new girl and Chipotle. Fuck Chipotle. Oh shit. LOL. Continue.
2: Um, but much like last year, what's your favorite moment from your podcast in 2021? And I will start with Stacy.
3: Oh man, that's hard. Um, there's like a lot. There was a lot of stuff, man. Um, there, like there were a couple of things that were really fun. Like I had a really good time doing the two episodes with Thorne on Halloween and John Carpenter. The episode that Ed and I did of Chantastic, where we just said fuck it and did a show <laughs> on Meet the Feebles, was really fun. Um, I think though I've got to go with uh, like I started the horror movie thing essentially this year i mean the first one was like last christmas but uh the original format for that like the second and third episodes are me and tom troll uh doing Dawn of the dead and george romero and the original plan was like he would be on a lot like it would be like almost every other episode would be me and tom troll doing a different movie and uh like the covid lockdown happened And we didn't really get to do that. Like I switched to doing stuff through Skype and he didn't really have a Skype setup. And then when we were at Toy I was like, hey, man, you know what? Fuck it. Um, Like I had been real careful about like trying not to bring COVID in around my mom. Uh, But I was like, you know, we have the other half of our place. Like just come over. We'll stay over there. Uh, and it'll be fine. And we were going to record the scream episode. And then within a couple weeks, you know, everything happened. So like, I'm really glad that I did get to do those two episodes with Tom, though, so that people could hear because like that dude knew so much about horror movies and he loved horror movies. And uh, so that's that's my my thing is Tom being on. Like... yeah,
2: he's he's really going to be missed. And I, I know I gotta eventually jump into all those movies that you guys talked about because Partially because of him, but then I know I know it's something I need to fucking watch. How about you, Charlie?
0: Uh, well, I reformatted my podcast this year uh, from just watching a bunch of different stuff and reviewing it to just IWTV. Um, so that's probably the biggest thing uh, I always like when I have guests on, too. So like you and Orange being on the times that you were was a lot of fun. So
2: how about you, Ed?
4: OK, so look, I can never remember stuff that happened in my podcast, like even the week before. So this might not have happened this year. Um, I liked when Mikey came on to defend the Power Rangers SPD about how they're not like ice at all. <laughs> In fact, they're really good cops. But if that doesn't count, because um, like maybe that might have been a 2019. I'm really not sure. I just remember that, and I thought it was very funny. Um, I liked the draft episode a lot, but I got to say my favorite moment for my show this year was when uh, we had... Uh, Joe from Mad Odds with Wrestling on and Jonah hit Duster in front of him. <laughs> because like we really can't help but look like a bunch of fucking degenerates in front of Joe. Um, It's either like me and Pat are just shitty sloppy drunk uh, or, uh, or Jonah's hitting Duster like a fucking weirdo.
5: Who does that
4: nowadays? Like? I don't know man. I haven't seen anybody do that since maybe I was 14.
5: <laughs> yeah right. It put that shit in it to make it taste bad so you don't do it anymore, and people still do
4: it. He didn't care. He liked it. Fucking weirdo. Jonas.
2: I think for me, the thing that I'm proud of the most or the couple things that I know I'm proud of the most is number one, upgrading my setup again. Oddly enough, last year was I talked about in 2019. I bought an H6 for the mobile setup, and if I'm correct, I've only used it like twice this year. And that's pretty much it. There's been a lot more use with the new home setup that I'm, I'm really proud of. And then having to try to figure out what the fuck I'm going to do when the main thing that this podcast is supposed to be about is AIW and they're not running shows. So I got to figure out ways to fill in holes. So I was trying to get out there and do more interviews. I was trying to find just different style of shows to do because... I felt like some of them were getting a little bit repetitive and trying to get guests on isn't the easiest thing in the world. So I need any and all possible ways to mix it up and be, being able to end this year. And I never missed a week. The only cheating week I had was a short episode where I just talked about like what was going to be coming up the next couple of weeks. But other than that, still quality episodes. And I want to say put out 60 episodes this year, too. So I'm always proud of putting out bonus episodes and, and all that kind of stuff. And we still managed to crank this out and not give up. And I did one month of, I did four interviews and I did them all in one day. I edited them all the next day and I gave myself a month off of the in and out weekend grind of, of all the shit. So those were hands down some of my favorite moments of the year for wrestling cheers. Let's get into 2020 AIW and some of our picks, let's start with the show of the year. This time, let's start with Pam.
5: Sorry, and I couldn't get the thing back up on the friggin' screen. <laughs> um, let me pull up my list real quick. All right, so my show of the year was actually Hey Yo! for multitudes of reasons. Um, it was pretty much like an overall experience thing for me because it was my birthday, and everybody was around and it was pretty much like the last normal thing we did. <laughs> and so like that show kind of just like holds near and dear to my
2: heart in a way. As soon as you said, Hey, yo, I was like, Oh yeah, that was, that was Pam's birthday. So that <laughs> obviously couldn't mean, mean a lot to you. And yeah, well, yeah,
5: that, that and Magnum was there, and like Magnum hadn't been around in over a year because of retiring and everything. So like he, seeing his face was pretty great. And yeah, it was, it was good, good experience for
3: me i can't believe you went this long without saying brownie sunday oh, <laughs> for real
5: and todd more brownies. oh my god
2: <laughs> well brownie sunday and your birthday i figure hand in hand like greatest show ever
5: yeah so everybody knows i love their brownie sundays but yeah that that was mine how about you ed <laughs> is ed also muted
2: <laughs> holy shit i was
4: uh i went with bill <laughs> to last uh, because like i got to watch it from my own home and that was dope um but also that six man scramble main event was low-key really really fucking good and nobody really talked about it because like covid happened right after pretty much but that match is fucking great
2: so does that mean pam and stacy are the only ones that were at all four aiw shows this year of this group
3: yeah oh yeah i
4: haven't
5: missed this show on like 55 shows
2: since walk the plank
5: there you
2: go oh soup. all right charlie what was your show of the year hey yo uh,
5: brownie sundays.
3: <laughs> charlie was it because of brownie sundays? uh no i don't
0: even think i had one unfortunately i it was just i like that building and that's gonna get into other stuff but i just i like that show a lot and it was like the debut show for a lot of new talent and uh it made me so excited for the rest of the year of like this is like a start of what we're gonna see for the rest of the year and like I was so ready for all this cool stuff that was going to happen and like AC Mac debuted and all these people debuted and I was like oh this is going to be great this is like stuff I've been wanting and then yeah so just I just remember really
3: really
2: enjoying the show overall. How about you Stacy?
3: Uh, my show of the year is Thunder in Indianapolis uh, I I think the no rope barbed wire as much as like people are like oh well, it was rushed or whatever I still thought that match was fucking great uh, the first match the match with uh, Derek and Dan and PB and like all the spots that happened in that match. That match was amazing. Uh, Dom and Eric Stevens was amazing. Like that show was full of good matches. The PME and to infinity and beyond match was good. Uh, it's, man, that there's just a lot of good on that show. And uh, it it's my pick.
2: Well, to round it out, my show of the year was I sure you were open. I was a huge fan of, obviously, AIW coming back for something. A lot of those matches were really fun to watch, too. Uh, There's a couple other things that I'm not going to mention right now because they're going to come up later with some of these other picks that I thoroughly enjoyed that show for. And, um, I mean, the weather was also really nice for that day, too. We just had one minor scare that, oh, shit, it might rain. But all in all, for a summer wrestling show, it was still pretty good. I got... I got no complaints. I like that show. Also the That's clerk.
5: Good show.
2: Also, the clerk's tie-in was really, really fun too. Oh, for sure. All right. Next up is venue of the year. I'll start with that one mainly because, yeah, the Celebration Plaza Amphitheater was was my favorite. And the reason kind of why this is on here for venue of the year, I realized, I mean, granted, with only four AIW shows, all four shows work in a different venue. So you could either pick two of the staples for AIW or to the, the newer ones and for me that that celebration amphitheater with uh, the stairs for the long entrance uh, fucking karate man coming down running down that hill was great uh, even like uh, with some of those bridges and everything uh, well, those higher walkways the, like having fans there was really awesome and if I we ever had a show happen to go back there I'd be I'd be really excited for it and I think also on TV it, it looked really great too how about you, Stacy?
3: Well, man, 2020 was the year of the weird venue, right? Like not just for AIW, but like wrestling in general found places where it was like, oh, we can't have a bunch of people inside. Well, let's find a weird fucking place and have a show horse barn, like on the boardwalk in Atlantic City, a park in the middle of Indianapolis. Uh, my pick for the venue of the year, I actually have two different ones for an AIW show in uh, and for me, it was the Marion County Fairgrounds where the collective happened. And like that building was so fucking cool. The setup around it was so cool. At a time when there's not COVID, I really, really, really want something like the collective. If it's not the collective, uh to happen there, like at that same time every year. There's so much potential. There was a whole building where we used the bathroom because Like spoilers, if you weren't there, but the bathrooms in the fucking arena wrecked first night dunzo. you didn't want to fucking go in there. But there was like a a building out in the parking lot across from where we parked that was empty and could be an amazing area for like uh, autograph signings and meet and greets to bring in like other like there's so many cool things that you could do with that fairground area. And, like, the vibe was really cool that it was, like, sort of fall, but it was still kind of nice out. Um, And you were in this, like, it kind of felt like you were at the fair, but you were at a wrestling show. Uh, It just, it was pretty lax on, like, you were able to, like, kind of hang out and party by your car and shit. Like, I just think there's a lot of potential for that place. I thought it was really cool, and I hope that indie wrestling finds a way to make that, like, a yearly event Um, in a non-AIW way, though. My actual favorite place that I saw wrestling happen this year was Let's Hang Out at the Mahoning Drive-In. That shit ruled. I've wanted to go to the Mahoning Drive-In for a long time. That show was like the first wrestling that I had been able to go to since everything shut down. Uh, We got to see people like Ed was there and like a a bunch of the folks from Pod Van Dam and like... Uh, met jonesy there it was just it was really it was a really good experience and that venue was really fucking cool
2: yeah i wish i would have been able to go to that show and i was even thinking if like that that show would be brought up i think too all of us went to at least one other wrestling show that wasn't aiw during COVID, if i'm correct i think i mean i know charlie went to two
0: i went to more black label pro shows this year than i went <laughs> to AIW shows and as much as i love black label pro that kind of makes me sad because i would have gladly been
3: at two of the aiw shows but things happened so i went to more non-aiw shows than i went to aiw show.
2: charlie what was your venue of the year Oh, the Tadmore shrine dude come on
3: I love, I love that place
4: you know what the coolest part of the tadmore shrine is that nobody talks about <laughs> oh god <laughs> is sometimes those old men bartenders will just give you your money back and then that's a free drink like the page are just too overwhelmed by all of this, and they just give you your money right back.
5: I've never drank
4: there, no That then I tip him when that happens. I think, he never mind, he knows I'm tipping. I think he might know what he's doing. <laughs> I, think I think he, he might be skimming off the top a little. All right. I see what's going on here now. I still won't stand for your Pledge of Allegiance and stuff, whatever that <laughs> is at the beginning. But I, I respect the hustle. Shouts out to people at the tadmore shrine for letting me know that uh the the national anthem is about to be played so I, sh- I might want to go piss or something that's always nice <laughs> <laughs> be like Ad, go go travel go take a walk're like oh yeah I'm not standing for your
2: cult song
4: you're <laughs> thing like listen I study poppy I know what to call this uh-huh. not getting me with this
2: Ed what was your venue of the year
4: um I put the park down at first right yeah because like I like standing on that bridge and hitting my little weed pen and watching wrestling. And I think I just really liked that show a lot. Cause we got to see everybody for the first time in forever. Um, but like, I didn't realize, yeah, this is just indie wrestling, right? It's not AIW. So like the venue of the year is the Avenue tap house. I fucking love that bar. <laughs> it's like perfect for indie wrestling. And then if you go out the front of it, there's like an old people cover band playing and that's fucking great. <laughs> they playing Maroon 5. This old lady with like this white permed afro singing Maroon 5. It's fantastic. And the stage is like elevated above the bar. It's crazy. It's such a nice venue. They sit me under those hot ass lights and I just sweat.
1: <laughs>
4: that
5: place is so great. I miss it. I
4: don't care if that's a Homer answer.
3: The Avenue Tap House. UXWA Arena.
2: Yeah. <laughs> well, the, with this being an AIW review show, which granted, you, I mean, you can have side answers
4: good because what we were talking about like let's hang on that got me excited that we could talk about let's hang on more because that was a lot of fun i mean you it can
2: was a lot of fun. it's basically you just have a side answer to where it's like well you know for aiw this is was the venue of the year but kind of like what stacy did he's like non-aiw was this
4: i feel you. so yeah i guess the aiw answer would be the park that park was dope dude and we're gonna get into more about the park with another award that i want to talk about because part of this park thing was the fucking dopest thing in the world I took a nap in the grass after the show, guys. It was awesome. Sure did. Can't get more park than that, I think, right? And then we went and got White Castle. That's good stuff.
2: All right, Pam, what was your venue of the year?
5: Tadmore, hands down. Brownie Sunday.
2: Is that your favorite venue every year, as long as they go?
5: Um. Now, yeah, because Car- Mount Carmel was my favorite. I fucking loved going there. Like, I, I miss it. I miss that dumbass tiger on the wall, but... My my favorite non-Cleveland place for AIW to be is Tadmore because that place is huge. We can party out in the parking lot. And nobody gives a damn what we do. Downside, sometimes it smells like fish because they do fish fries. But, I mean, that's, that's the price you pay when you, you want to watch some good wrestling.
2: Fish and is I, better than cat piss. That's what I was and, about to say, oh too. Oh,
5: my God, yeah. And and they have the brownie Sunday. Can't forget the brownie
3: Sunday. I also like that she brought up the you know like there's the tailgate. The Tadmore is really the only place we can do that anymore. Yes. So that's I like that a lot about. It. Hey, I kind of
4: remember
2: last year we did venue of the year last year too, right? Ah, uh, no, that that one I added just because there was four venues.
4: I remember you guys talking about how you like. Well, the vent, that one place smelled like piss, but I, you know, it was nice. It was spacious. There's lots of room to move around. It's like, yeah, but it smelled like piss. <laughs> <laughs> Why are you guys praising it? it smelled like piss.
2: I think because we were talking about show of the year, potentially, because I did. Okay. go, Like I said, I went back and re-listened to it and we were using, uh, going back to St. John's, that one of the shows smelled like cat piss and that kind of affected the show
3: yeah because we we were there twice the first time that place was fine it didn't smell like pee at all yeah nope
2: it was uh the first time we were there i believe was seven year itch and then we went back for gauntlet for the gold uh you know the debut of razor sharp and aiw but <laughs> cat piss can't get away we from the cat piss we
5: wasn't ready for the cat piss
0: ed were you thinking about last week the question episode because we talked about it then too i think i was yeah
4: <laughs> yeah you guys were like that place wasn't too bad because there was so much room for activities
0: yeah well the the part where the ring was it didn't smell it was just that lobby was
3: real bad oh no it still smelled in the place with the ring i remember nora was very upset about it hmm. i've been like immune to it at that point i didn't notice if you stood in that lobby for a long time, you Ugh. did get immune to it, but she didn't. She like showed up and just had to walk through it and then sat like kind of by us being real angry. For, do you <laughs> for a guys while. do you guys understand like
4: the anxiety I was having over like, oh my god, this might be the new home AIW? I might have to be here like once a month.
2: <laughs> I was so scared. <laughs> smelled so bad. In what could be a really one sided question, but I just kept it on here? uh special guest of the year i have scott hall oh okay because kind of like choice kind of one of the only guests of aiw had in 2020
3: so i tried to figure out who had actually like i went back and looked and i was like who qualifies as a special guest on these like the first on built to last like jeff cobb was on the show but he wasn't like a special guest he like wrestled on the show the meet and greet was Fonzie, but like Fonzie had been around,
1: um,
3: so I didn't know if I should count him. And then like on the, I sure you were open. It was like, it was Fonzie. Like I hung out with him in the park and we took pictures. Um, like So I guess that was a meet and greet. Uh, and then did Mordecai do like a meet and greet at uh, the, the thunder in indianapolis show i don't think i think the only guest was scott hall
2: yeah does anybody i'm not even gonna go one by one does anybody have a a separate answer from that because this was like the only one i but also i said too, this special guest doesn't necessarily have to be whoever signed it could be like last year i mean i said icp but i said with that i had marco stunt marco stunt was definitely a special guest he was only there that one show there's one person that maybe could be considered a special guest and that's the karate man
4: no there's another special guest at that show you guys are forgetting uh my special guest of the year is that girl with the baby that was dressed (laughs) like rowdy Roddy piper
5: (laughs) cosplay bitch i I
4: wanted her i wanted her to meet cock cutter ryan so bad and had to fall in love (laughs) i shipped them right on the spot um, she's special guest of the year that was the craziest shit i've seen in a
5: minute I, i'm just gonna leave my baby over here <laughs> she just
4: sets the baby down and gets
3: in the ring <laughs> uh,
5: runs the fucking road confidence what the fuck? I,
2: I was about to say like when i first saw her i'm like oh she's just must be someone you know walking by getting really into it then she was there the whole show i'm like all right that's okay that's kind of weird and then when I saw her running the robes after the show, I'm like, wait a minute, what the fuck? <laughs>
3: my what favorite fuck? part was, my favorite part was, I was standing by some AIW folks as that was going down, and they were like, not our ring, not our problem, fuck it.
4: That is very true, that did happen. Can you imagine, though, she would have, like, bumped into her Ryan, and, like, they hit it off. <laughs> and then we have that girl and Cutter Ryan at every AIW show. <laughs>
5: Oh
3: dear lord. It's a it's a it's a fairy tale story, Ed.
0: <laughs> a
2: tale as old as time.
0: I'd like to point out, Justin, that Ed raised his hand several times while you
4: were t- yeah. <laughs> yeah. <Man. laughs> I'm So, so I hope we were gonna move on
3: before I could talk
4: about Roddy Roddy Piper Girl. <laughs>
3: <laughs> I watched it pop up on the screen a couple of times. I just
5: not to laugh. Oh, see, yeah, mine doesn't do that because my my phone goes black nope, and I don't get to see stuff
3: it was great. What the
5: for, fuck?
2: I don't see it because I have Audacity up for a backup recording. So I'm, I that's kind of the main thing that I look at. So I wasn't seeing that. That's funny. <laughs> I mean also, I guess I could have been using this the whole show. I mean, but uh let's let's if there's if there's any more for special guests of the year, I think we're we're kind of at at that, right?
5: My answer was Scott Hall, so
2: I think it's unanimous besides girl with the baby dressed like Rowdy Piper. Yep. Can we can always count on Ed to have the weird answers, but granted, he is also the guy that said,
4: uh, Summers, I like your optimism of reviewing or previewing things in 2020. Like we're not going to all die. <laughs> <laughs> we're going to make big prediction at the end of this one. dear <laughs> oh, <careful, laughs> please.
2: Yeah, enough from you. All right, let's, uh, let's move on to the next question. Or technically the next category.
0: Oh, now we're using the sound effect?
2: Yeah, um, <laughs> I'm not... <laughs> That's why I even I
3: in Charlie.
2: I wasn't gonna edit it in. That's too much work.
3: But oh, come on. <laughs> I was giving you the of benefit that? of the doubt, you motherfucker. And I mean be a professional <laughs> Summers. Come
2: on. I mean, earlier I was gonna edit out where Pam was on mute and then she calls out Ed for it, and I'm like, you know what? This is and I mean I wrote down notes. I'm like, all right, this is gonna be just too fucking chaotic. Let everybody hear the fucking chaos.
3: You'll oh, like 30 Lord. seconds of silence for each one <laughs> i was gonna
5: say i took forever to figure it out
2: well i i take out silence but i was gonna actually take out the whole part of like oh i was on mute maybe i'll still take it out. i don't know <laughs>
3: yeah now yeah it's now true Talked about it now you have to take this out and you obviously don't want to put in work and editing but that's not gonna fucking happen
2: i put a lot of other fucking work in it. i need to get a new fucking laptop
3: I'm just gonna start saying crazy shit all through this thing. So you have, to, you have to go through and edit it. Out.
2: All right, um, match of the year, Pam. What was your match of the year?
5: Um, my match was Lee versus Alex Shelley. I can't go into detail about it because it happened so long ago, but I do remember it being very, very, very good because Lee is a very, very good professional wrestler. I mean, so is Alex Shelley. I'm still pissed off at him about that one day with the chair, but I'll, I got to learn to get over it eventually.
2: Lee <laughs> yeah. is the best wrestler in North America, but he's not a very good professional wrestler. That's that's a different guy. Yeah, it's a different, totally different uh, yeah.
5: guy. Hey, look, I fixed my fish tank earlier. Leave me alone. Um, but no, yeah, like he's it's Lee. Of course, he's going to put on a good match. He always puts on a good match. Great match, even.
4: Because it's fucking Lee. Did you see that cute as fuck shit that him and his girlfriend were tweeting today? It was adorable. I did not.
5: About taking pictures and shit?
4: About how they're just bettering each other. Ugh, love to see it.
5: Yeah, you love to see it.
4: (laughs) Twitter has been like really wholesome this week and I've been into it. I don't know that that's true. (laughs) No. Uh, Dude, my timeline is just everybody talking about how like they love each other and Brody Lee was the dopest motherfucker ever and like it's all very positive on my end except Bruce Mitchell who can go fuck himself <laughs> <laughs> there it is There it is. I don't get a chance to talk about it because we don't get to do a new show so I don't get to talk about Bruce Mitchell's a piece of shit or how Kenny Omega's a furry or how certain people are grifters
3: <laughs>
4: shouts oh, oh, oh. out to the- no, I'm not gonna do it <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah Orange Flacity those recordings are mine <laughs>
3: <laughs> if you know then you know
2: <laughs> all right stacy what was your match of the year
3: oh man you know i said it when it happened and people looked at me and were like what and i'm standing by it my match of the year was tom lawler versus the motherfucking karate man <laughs> from i assure you were open what? that might be my favorite thing i've ever seen in my whole life everything about it was great a he used the fucking Kubite music. That, that's a win for me right from the start. <laughs> B, so many good action movie references. Not just Bloodsport references, but just general action movie references. And then the whole fucking thing at the end with Tom running away and then up yes. on the fucking bridge. And then the reaction and jumping up and down when the Karate Man lives. Oh, it's all so fucking good. And that, like, before that happened, it was going to be Swaggle Super open. But that, whoo, right out the fucking window. Tom Lawler and Karate Man, best AIW match of the year. Huh. It well, almost made my general match of the year. My favorite match of the year, though, was actually not at AIW. Huh. My favorite match of the year happened at UXWA, and I got to call it with Ed, <laughs> and it's It's my favorite match that I've ever called. (laughs) It's my favorite match of this year. It might be my favorite match ever. And that is worldwide versus Frankie Flynn for the intergalactic hardcore championship. You should go to the UXWA YouTube right now. If you've never seen it and watch that match, it is a hot five minutes and it is amazing. So,
4: You know what I just noticed about that match for the, like, the first time when I, like, I didn't notice it the night of, but when I got up on YouTube and I watched it. uh, Worldwide goes to throw that guitar skeleton, like, out of the ring. It hits the rope, bounces back in, and then he just, like, decides in the moment that he's gonna (laughs) do a pump handle slam to Frankie onto, like, the shell of it.
5: Like, that that guitar is
4: not supposed to be in the ring anymore. (laughs) That's the ugliest bump I felt so bad for Frankie as it
3: happened. Oh,
2: (laughs) Stacy, like, do you do you know why everybody around you was looking at you like you were crazy when you why? said like that was you that was going to be your match of the year because you weren't sitting next to me because I would have been like fuck yeah it is because I <laughs> I would have said it that day. I said I know I said it on the review and I agree with you. Match of the fucking year in AIW. It was so much fun and like I mentioned like about that amphitheater and the karate man running down i'll never forget that and that like got me pumped and also with you know the blood sport music and uh playing too, and, and me going hey i get that reference now it's awesome <laughs> so Dude, fight to survive tkd
3: missed out man karate man proves that was the right call should have been your music man you
2: you dropped the ball and then after that show, I went and downloaded it because I found out it's not available on Apple Music. So I had to get my own copy. Fuck oh, really? That. It's not on Apple Music? No, the, uh, at least not that I could find. I didn't huh. I didn't check the music store because sometimes, I mean, especially like soundtracks, they'll make sure you can't buy it. I mean, you can't stream it through Apple Music. You have to pay for it. But I don't even think it was available that way either And because I, I, I would have been like, fuck it, I'll buy the whole album.
3: I know it's on YouTube on like a loop.
2: Yeah, like I said, I downloaded it and that's I fuck well, that's something I did this year, watch fucking Bloodsport finally. Ed, have you watched Bloodsport yet? No, fuck
4: no. 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 Listen, that movie has been it, it's this is like once we hit eighties movies and nineties movies point it's like, I'm probably just not going to see it. I've had multiple chances to, and I've just chosen not to. It's a choice at this point. It's like, uh, when people, what was the last one? Back to the Future, Every time i got to watch Back to the Future. It's like, guys, I've had lots of chances to watch Back to the Future. I'm just not interested in it. Now, have I watched YouTube videos about the guy that Bloodsport's about? Yes. <laughs> that is yeah.
3: fucking fascinating.
2: Frank like Dukes, man. A wise man once told me, watch the fucking movie. That man was Stacy, but still watch the fucking movie.
3: <laughs> Movies are long. <laughs> that one's not. It's in that sweet spot. It's like an hour and a half.
4: Ninety minutes is my that's it. That's all I got in me. I watched Wizards the other day though. Yeah, that movie rules. Uh that was alright. It was something. Sure not <laughs> I'm really not sure what I thought about it, to be being honest. Like, it's very good, but at the same time, like I don't know that I'll ever watch that again.
2: Well, Ed, what was your match of the year?
4: Match of the year, I can't believe uh we had people, like, beat the shit out of each other this year, and you picked Ethan Page in the karate pants play-fighting Tom Lawler for, like, Ooh. Match of the Year, Um, and I don't get it because, like, Josh Bishop and Matt Justice threw each other into barbed wire a lot, and that was dope, but Match of the Year is uh, Dom versus Eric Stevens from Thunder in Indianapolis. It was, it's, unfortunately, it, it's sub-five minutes, so you can't, like, give it a star rating on cage match. Or it'd be like all the stars. I love that match. They just beat the shit out of each other. It was fucking awesome.
2: That was Eric's last AIW match.
4: It was. And I'm so happy I was there for it. I would have been, dude, I would have been like really tore up this year if like I would have missed Eric Stevens' last AIW match. Big same. That's one of my favorites ever. And he came back and like worked in my home promotion that I go to regularly. And that's fucking awesome. Yeah, that match.
2: Really- what was your match of the year, Charlie?
0: Uh, I really liked the uh, I like Shelley, Lee Moriarty, and Trey Lamar triple threat match from Thunder in Indianapolis. I thought that was a really good match, and uh, I had fun watching that match.
2: I think uh, Lee had a really great year in AIW, and I think going into the next year, we could possibly see the same thing with Trey, because I felt like he was building something. Let's move on to the next topic. Next up, we have debut of the year. Last year, we actually divided up into students and non-students, but this year, we I don't think we technically had any students debut. We had one, but she didn't wrestle. But my debut of the year, because I think it's all going to come down to hey-yo for a lot of people, because that's the new talent initiative where a lot of debuts happen. Sadly, some of the people we haven't seen back for one reason or another Maybe it could be because travel, maybe it could be, maybe they signed somewhere. But for me, when Ziggy debuted, I flipped my shit because I never thought I would see it. And there was always this joke that she was going to be added to the production. At one point, she was going to be the makeup artist. So to actually see her debut to me, just hands down my favorite moment. What was your favorite? Uh, who What was your debut of the year, Ed?
4: Same Ziggy. Uh, she got thrown around a lot, too. And that's awesome. She's
0: like a little Spike Dudley out there just getting tossed around by people.
2: How about you, Charlie?
0: Uh, I'm going with Mr. Brixter because I didn't, we, you know, originally during that show, I went up and talked to him and he said he wasn't wrestling. I was bummed that, you know, he didn't get a chance. And then in the main event or after the main event, he shows up and boom, he's in the Rip City Shooters. And, uh, I think that, Uh, that was a big impact and he's actually stuck around he was in other matches for aiw um so i think he was my uh my debut of the year
2: he was definitely up there the there's like i think a good three people that debuted on that show that were high on my list i went with ziggy because i flipped my shit but mr brickster is a really close second and i think it's a lot of because some of the stuff you said were even like i had a conversation with him and I didn't think he was going to be on this show. I thought like, oh, maybe he'll be one of these wrestlers who show up in a show or two. Like he'll be put in a match. Nope. Added him to rip city shooters. And it was a perfect fit. I, I did love it. What was your debut of the year, Pam?
5: My debut of the year was the karate man. It was such an intense character and it popped everybody super hard. And It was just an experience all in itself, and I think it was one of the coolest things that could have happened this year. So Karate Man is my debut.
2: How about you, Stacey? So
3: I almost picked Ziggy, and then I went back and I looked at the Akron show. And I feel bad that I forgot that this match happened, but it's because the match that stands out to me is one that he had with dom this year at uxwa
2: i knew exactly who you're gonna say nolan edward oh yes. shit i thought you were yeah. gonna say say the boar
3: oh shit
2: because the boar as soon as you mentioned uxwa i was like oh my god or someone who, that i forgot about who debuted on that show the boar stuck out i was like oh shit the boar was in aw
4: it was a dark match though so i didn't know if it counted or i would have picked boar
2: was it a dark
0: I, I yeah it was started. a dark match because they just had them on like pre-show matches but they still counted in my book
2: I say they still count because even well Ziggy was well Ziggy debuted there but she was still on the next two shows
4: oh then yeah poor sorry Ziggy you're dope but like poor
3: (laughs) (laughs) yeah same and like you are dope but Nolan Edwards like he uh I just I think there's a lot of future for him I just I really I dig that kid I think he's a really good wrestler and I think there's a lot of like upward space for that kid to move I think in like a year or two, a lot of people are going to be talking about him.
2: I agree. I think one person that also debuted on that show that I wanted to count, but the fact we didn't see him again, and he was put into a match that I don't—that I mean, I don't think I know he wasn't supposed to be. He was a last-minute replacement, and that was AC Mack because that was the other debut at Hey Yo that I flipped my shit for, and I thought AC Mack had a pretty decent debut, but. You know, if he's coming down from or coming up from Georgia, I can understand like why he wasn't on these other shows. And it's been also been talked about how, or at least AIW's talked about it, where a lot of the these Indiana shows, there was a lot of the core AIW wrestlers, people either that have been involved with AIW for a long time or Cleveland based, which I get. So I mean, that's why even after the pandemic, we didn't get any um, uh, cap wrestlers. That's why we didn't get some of these other wrestlers too. So I hope in 2021 that AC Mac does get to come back. All right, let's move on to the next topic. Next up, we have moment of the year and I want to start with Pam.
5: All right. So for this one, my moment of the year was Magnum coming out at Heyo. It was something nobody really expected. And having him there and giving us that wonderful speech and everything it was just such a great i called it a birthday he doesn't know it was a birthday gift but i call it a birthday gift um it was a great birthday gift for me and it got me excited to see him back there and i was hoping for some big things with him this year but obviously we know how that went so
2: yay COVID. how about you stacy
3: so mine for AIW was also Magnum, like that moment when he's like, oh, yeah, the doctors say I'm cleared. So who knows? Like, I was like, oh, man, so that could just be him saying shit. Or I might actually get to see Magnum wrestle again this year. And right. either way, th- that fucking rules. Um, but outside of AIW, there was a show that happened last year that some of us were at.
5: Last year, it was
3: this year, uh, yeah. Okay, so yeah, it was this year. <laughs> that's a year, <laughs> there's only a couple of days left, and I'm high. Come on, um, still,
2: this is coming out on New Year's Eve, too. Yes, yes, yeah, but um,
3: still, it's this year. Eddie only had a show at the Avenue Tap House, his <laughs> yeah. birthday, fuckery. At my moment of the year, so there's a match, and it's PME versus Rip City, right. And like I don't remember all the details of the match because that show was a lot of fun, <laughs> um, <laughs> but what I do remember is at some point there's some beatdown going on and Pme's on the wrong end of it, and you hear some music hit. Some music that I can even send you so you could drop it in right now, but you you don't like editing. Um, <laughs> but you hear. A sudden, Papa Pepperoni runs out with a giant pepperoni to save the day, and it was amazing. And then, as all that's going down, the gangsters' music hits, and Weird World comes out, and smash guitars on people. It was great. It was just that's my moment of the year at Eddie Only's birthday fuckery, dude. There's a picture that Michael Trampetta got from that show of
4: Mikey uh hitting a vape and, like, a big vape cloud coming out, and my friend Madison is at it, and, like, looking at him, like, with the biggest eyes, like, a tour. <laughs> like this is the coolest thing she's ever seen. <laughs> and it's the most unintentionally funny picture I've ever seen in
3: my life. That was a fun show.
5: Such a fun show.
3: I guess it wasn't filmed at all, really, either. Like, it's just, no. if you were there, you were there, and that's it. Reese not moving for the glass.
4: <laughs>
2: Didn't... That's- didn't he call in to Pod Van Dam in the middle of that show, too?
4: <laughs> yeah, he called in to tell us that we were all cowards for moving out of the front row <laughs> and not getting <laughs> hit with shards of glass.
2: Ed, what was your moment of the year?
4: Um, My moment of the year is like, OK, so like leading up to the barbed wire match the whole way there, I was like, man, somebody better take that Mick Foley bump into that barbed wire. Somebody better do it. Just hit it with all their mind. Just rip it off. And then Josh Bishop did it. So
0: that was my moment of the year. I was really looking forward to that spot. And it happened.
2: Charlie, what was your moment of the year?
0: Uh, Tom Waller running away after he killed the karate (laughs) man. (laughs) 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 That was the funniest thing all year, I think. And uh, I I just remember sitting on my couch and laughing so goddamn hard at that. And uh, yeah, that was the best.
2: For me, the moment of the year was Bishop winning the absolute intense championships. I wasn't sure where that match was going to go because I could easily see AIW going into 2021 with Matt Justice still both champions. But I feel like having Josh finally do it and win both, getting his also getting his revenge from last year at Hell on Earth, it it did kind of make sense. And I'm now interested even more when shows start again to see what we're going to see from Bishop, what we're going like what we're going to see with Justice and. Also, Rip City Shooters will on top of everything, too. Will we see more of the second gear crew in AIW? So there's so many different well, ways they can go. So,
3: dude, you know, another another moment of the year that I think people kind of forget about because of the way this year has been. But like Matt justice went to zona twenty three. Like he <laughs> yeah, went true. to the fucking junkyard. That like, happened. That's crazy.
2: Unfort did that win action? I can not say, unfortunately, I need to double check on this. Ed, did Eddie only go to zona twenty three?
4: Oh, I don't know. I'm not a Zona 23 boy. You were. I was. And then uh, I, like, had to make room for heat up, and somebody had to go. I only got so much time. Charlie Butters gets what I mean. He watched some heat up this year.
0: <laughs> yeah, there's also a documentary uh, on IWTV with uh, Following Justice when he went down there. So and that's really good to watch. It was really fun.
3: Yeah, so, I was kind yeah. of pit. Oh, I'm sorry. I didn't mean to step all over you on that, Charlie. Oh, go ahead. Go ahead. I was pissed at IWTV that that wasn't one of the fucking options for their moment of the year. Like you made a whole documentary on it. you Assholes. Like it was a fucking big deal. And that happened like right on the edge of COVID. You know what I mean? Like right, right Mm -hmm. as lockdowns were starting.
0: I think that there was a lot of weird voting for that because of how weird the year was. People really forgot a lot of stuff that happened throughout the year. So like companies that ran The majority um, through COVID got more views on stuff and was more in in people's minds than like stuff that only ran sporadically throughout the year. So I feel like it was real uneven um, for their voting. And I think they need to come up with some type of new way of, of some type of polling or something where there's a lot more options for stuff instead of just what people like the top choices that a handful of people pick. I think yeah. that there needs to be like a whole giant list that you should be able to pick from.
3: Yeah. AIW got snubbed a bunch.
0: Yeah.
2: Yeah. I, there was a lot of uh, shows that seemed to be on there way more than they should have been, but I don't know. It's because there was only four shows with AIW that not enough shine through or what, but at least we got Alex Shelley and Lee Moriarty on there. And that's, if there's anything that I would like to see come out of those awards is for a lead in Shelly to win that one. That was everybody's moment of the year, right? Yeah. All Yep. right. Yep. Let's move on to the next one. Next up, we have group or team of the year. This time, let's start with Ed. Um, I
4: put a lot of thought into it. <laughs> Went over the whole roster. Looks at all the teams, all the groups. <laughs> Damn it. I think the Bitcoin boys had a hell of a year.
2: <laughs> it it only took almost an hour to get a Mikey reference because last year, that's like almost everything that Ed said. But I think we're going to hear more of it next week, too. So we'll Dude, see. This
4: would have been Mikey's year if COVID didn't happen. I'm just saying. <laughs> well,
2: why did you fucking jinx it?
4: I mean, too. I didn't know that I could speak things into existence or my life would be so much better. <laughs> Yo, so I still, um, I had some beverages at the park show. Uh, I sure you were open. What happened? What did I do with the Bitcoin boys? What was that? I still don't understand what happened. Mikey just came behind me and said, walk. Said, you, okay. You was my tiny them? body supposed to be hiding all three of those men? Yes. Was <laughs> yeah. that the plan? It's an awful plan. That That was, that was the plan
3: i mean it kind of worked
4: i guess it did because they did yeah they they snuck in and beat their ass so it did work i guess i'm the idiot all right the bitcoin boys is who i picked justin
2: <laughs> <laughs> i mean now we know i thought you would win another direction but um I'm, plaz- I'm glad to be pleasantly surprised uh let's go with pam next
5: um my pick was Derek and ziggy um I've followed Derek pretty much since the start of me coming to AIW, and everything that he has done leading up to now has been pretty great. Um, I fucking love the production and everything with those guys. But I had been following Ziggy on Twitter for a while and, like, been watching her rise and stuff like that over in Pittsburgh. So, like when she was at the akron show in february it like kind of blew my fucking mind and i'm like oh my god these two together this is fucking great it makes all the sense in the world and just the stuff that she's done in the very few shows that we've had with Derek has been fucking amazing and i can't wait to see what those two do in 2021 like i'm super fucking hyped for it
2: i want to say this is the third year in the row that some version of the production has been picked Because, I mean, technically that is what the production is, but at at the end of the day, I'm trying to figure out who the fuck's in the production anymore.
3: That's a good (laughs) question.
2: Yeah. Eddie only hasn't been in AIW all year. Danhausen has been busy, but still has had, I think, two shows. I think he did Hey Yo! and Thunder in Indianapolis. Mm -hmm. Mm Mm-hmm. Yeah. And if I'm correct, Thunder in Indianapolis, he didn't really come out with the production and vice versa. Nope.
0: Nope well
5: by
2: himself so i'm trying to figure out what the fuck's going on with that i mean i liked dan Housen in the production but maybe going forward especially now it's going to be harder to do so you just kind of distance him from the production which is fine and if if this is the new 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 direction of the production here we go let's let's it's awesome a great way to start off with those two for
0: sure
2: uh charlie what was your group or team of the year
0: so I can't believe this happened, but I was going to question whether Derek and Ziggy would, would qualify for this. Cause they were my pick too. <laughs> <So>. <laughs> group, <laughs> I couldn't group believe team.
5: it. It's, it's a group team, man. I went with
0: it. Yeah. I mean, that's, I, I really dug the stuff they did and, uh, I'm excited to see more. Like I, that was my favorite thing from this year, really tag team wise. And I want to see them like maybe do some, some mixed stuff instead of just like her jump in during singles matches or multi-man stuff like i like to see them actually tag so right
2: stacy what was your group or team of the year
3: Uh man i gotta go with the good times and good vibes with pme man like they had a really good year i mean they lost the belts which you know that's not good times or good vibes mm-hmm. but they got them back and that's what matters so yeah i'm going pme man. they had a good year plus they had that fucking moment with papa pepperoni at that eddie only fuckery show that <laughs> that sealed it for me there
2: i can't i can't argue pme I can't argue the production and I was going to kind of throw out there too. This is not my pick, but 40 acres. I think we're about to see a lot more from 40 acres, especially adding Jocelyn into the group.
5: Oh, for sure.
2: Like that, that took that group to the next level, adding a female. And I'm expecting to see something with her and Ziggy. So maybe it's a 40 acres versus the production thing. Maybe eventually there are some newer members of the production. I don't know, but I think 40 acres in 2021 is going to be a great fucking team. And I think even the past two years, they've been great too. I mean, if you go back to even when they were formed, it was three wrestlers who didn't really have a direction in AIW and slowly but surely they've created a really good team. But for me, and I'm surprised it hasn't been mentioned for me, the grouper team of the year, Rip City fucking Shooters. You end the year with Bishop Champion. I'm I, I can't argue that. And we're go- we're definitely going to see more in 2021 with them. And if everything goes right, I could be kind of partial because my fantasy football team of the Rip City Shooters could win a fantasy championship tonight. So yeah, Rip Shitty Shooters all day long.
5: Did you say Rip Shitty?
2: Rip. Sh- <laughs> you said shitty. I heard it. We all heard it.
3: <laughs>
5: I was like, "Wait, did I just hear that?" I'm like, yeah, you know what else is rip shitty? My fucking fantasy team. How is that in last place? <laughs> fucking
2: place.
5: Like, I don't get it. All right,
2: let's let's uh, let's anyway. let's talk about the elephant in the room of the wrestling cheers fantasy football team. Our fantasy football league. We have a champion. It's somebody who <sighs> auto drafted, never touched their lineup all year, and fucking won. That's Ryder beautiful. Reed.
5: Fuck you, quick and loans kid. I'm so
4: fucking
3: sure. <laughs> That's
2: I awesome, bought, dude. I had so
5: much home to my damn team, and then everybody got injured or COVID and I came in last place. I was like near the top last year, or I won- I don't remember what exactly happened. I know I was in top two years ago, but still like, ugh, fucking auto-drafted son of a bitch.
4: <laughs> That's that should just show everybody. What a giant waste of time caring about I'm not saying don't do it. I'm saying investing time into it insane. It's insane
2: i I put it out on Twitter because I kind of watched some of his moves throughout the year. Obviously, there was none. but I was but I was like, it's a free league. who cares? Like if he's not playing or he forgot or or whatever it may be, it's no big deal. And then I happened to check what the championship game looked like. So I, I hit up Ryder Reed and I was like, you know, you, you've been paying attention to fantasy football this year. He's like, oh no, man, I've just been busy, blah, blah, blah. And I'm like, so you're in the wrestling cheers league. You, you probably hit auto renewal when you signed up. So it just automatically renews you every single year. And, um, you auto drafted, you haven't set your lineup all year and you're in the championship game. So do with that at what you will. He, he was in shock. He couldn't fucking believe it. And uh, obviously he didn't touch anything. And he won faster before the season starts next year. I'm going to reach out to him and be like, dude, are, are you going to actually participate? If he's not, we'll find someone to fill his spot. I think we've already had one per the first person to speak up was Eric Taylor. So technically he has rights on that spot and uh, I'll double check to see who else wants to join. Cause well, we have a 12 person league. And yeah. I think I think I talked about it jumping it up to 14. And most of you were like, no. and I'm like, all right, oh, man, as long as it's not that 20
3: shit you <laughs> did the first year. I told I do- you I would do next year.
5: That's a- I did so good that first
3: year, dude. So here's the thing, though. Like, so like my team was pretty competitive in the league this year. I'm going to end up with third place. Uh, Pam is really good at fantasy football and has lost her mind all year because she's done horribly everywhere she's played this year. Last place
5: and beaks. I don't understand it.
3: And like, but so here's the thing like, we all lost to Ryder Reed, right? Like, all of us. Every one of us lost to Ryder Reed. Yep. But imagine being Josh Goldstein right now, (laughs) making it to the championship after trying all year, (laughs) like actively trying and working. And like, you fucking made it, right? You're here. And you lose to basically a bot. (laughs) He, he He just lost he just lost uh like computer intelligence
1: <laughs>
5: that happened to you a couple weeks ago but it wasn't for a champion
3: yeah no in the pod Van damn league i got screwed by the ghost team that's it happens but like the other thing with josh too that i would like to point out uh, the, since this is a fantasy football podcast now is just like that- pod van Dam. Josh was in eighth place. He didn't even know how he made the fucking playoffs. Like, like he, he asked me. He was like, I'm in the fucking playoffs. He didn't know he had made it. So the two teams <laughs> that got there were the team that was the lowest seed going into the playoffs and the team that was just an auto draft and never set their shit. That's who played in the championship.
5: I hate everything.
2: But poor Josh Goldstein. I just... poor,
5: poor favorite Goldstein, brother.
2: I mean, wait a minute. He was eighth seed in our league? Yeah. I thought wait a minute josh i thought was the last seed. i thought i gotta double check this because i thought the last seed was six seed and that's what Ryder was no eight
3: you did eight people didn't get a buy it wasn't like six seeds and two get a buy you had it set as eight teams got in
2: oh you know why i did that i did that when it was 20 yeah and i never changed it
3: yeah so so jo- so josh got in because of an error on your part and made it to the championship And a team that didn't try, made it to the championship on one.
2: Well, even worse with that, that means the two teams that made it to the championship game were the six and eight seed. Yeah. There's five teams that did better than both of them and they lost all got knocked out. Yeah. Fuck. Well, I'm, I'm going to change that next year. So if you get a uh, seventh or eighth place, sorry, you ain't making the playoffs. Yeah, imagine
3: t- being so like Josh Goldstein, that sucks. But then also imagine being like a uh, professional referee, Jake Clemens.
2: Yeah.
3: And like he was in first place going into it. Like He he had a great season, tried real hard. Nope. You lose, you lose to a computer team too. So
2: good. Love it. Yeah, that's fucking nuts. Um, Now that fantasy football talks over, uh, let's move on to the final topic. Wrestler of the year. Let's start with Charlie. Um,
0: my wrestler of the year, obviously, is going to be Lee Moriarty. So there's, I don't think there's any question, really.
2: He's also my wrestler of the year. And if we're going to talk about like things he did outside of AIW, I have him versus Daniel Macabe high on my list for mm-hmm. match of the year. So I think that match is like a dark horse of how good it is. That it's going to take a while for a lot of people to come around to it and maybe the ones that are coming around to it are more of a traditional wrestling fan and uh daniel McCabe is another dude i mean i'd love to see him debut in aiw but i'd like to see him just get a lot more exposure but i i think there's reasons why you don't see him in many places i just don't remember if if that's what i'm thinking is right or not so i got also have lee stacy who you got
3: I think Lee's the obvious pick, right? Like, Lee's the, like, if you're talking about, like, everywhere and who's the best wrestler, I think Lee is Wrestler of the Year, not just on the indies. I think Lee's Wrestler of the Year in in general, except AIW, because I went back and I looked at the record, and Lee lost matches in AIW, and somebody else didn't. In fact, somebody else beat Lee in AIW. Somebody else also killed a man in AIW this year, and he was miraculously brought back to life. And that is Tom Lawler. Tom Lawler wrestled four matches in AIW this year. Tom Lawler won four matches in AIW this year. Tom Lawler killed the Karate Man, then fought him again, fought ninjas, beat Lee Moriarty. Man, I don't know how you go against Tom Lawler as wrestler of the year in AIW.
2: I think you put up a good argument for it. I'm still going to go with Lee, but I have no issues with Filthy Tom Lawler being that too. How about you, Pam?
5: All arguments aside, um, I had also picked you because (laughs) obvious. So I'm glad that we're all on the same page
3: here for the most part. And that Daniel Maccabee match is fucking amazing. It might be the best technical wrestling match I saw in person all year.
5: I was going to say, we were actually talking about that last night.
3: Yeah, that match was amazing. But I mean, I just I had to look at the record, man. It's
2: Tom Lawler. Charlie, what is your I know you already said yours. Mm -hmm. I think we're down to okay, Ed. Um, uh, Who is your wrestler Mikey of the year?
4: Well, it isn't, it isn't Mikey, actually. Um, oh my God. It's Eric Taylor. It's, Got uh, it. it. It's, you know, it's, it's the family, the food,
2: the dude, well,
4: the cookies, the cream, and the Sarasota. Eric Stevens is the wrestler of the year. He had bangers with everybody. He's only had great matches since he came back. Uh, And then he retired, so I can't do it next year. So, Eric Stevens.
2: Eric Stevens and Lee Moyarty both were on the show this year. I was re- really happy about both of those.
4: I'm so happy Eric Stevens got to come back. He got to wrestle, quit on his own terms, and also get us uh, fat wrestling fans addicted to his $40 cookies. <laughs> what a fucking genius.
5: I've still never had one. I'm very sad <laughs> about it. They're, They're
4: so good. They're one. so good.
5: I've had a Jonesy cookie, but I've never had
2: one. I have yet to have a Jonesy cookie for obvious reasons. <laughs>
3: You oh, can you could buy those can bullshit Ricky Shane Page ones.
5: Yeah, you know the RS Pussy ones. They got they're, space free. Yeah, they're space free. I, yeah, and I was gonna say he also makes a lot of non-space stuff that is fucking
4: delicious. Yo, I got to. I I don't want to brag, but I got to be in a test group for uh, Dunkaroos, and those are fan fucking tastic.
5: I want to try that cereal milk pie thing that he's gonna be making next year. It Ooh. looks like
3: heaven, dude. And for a second, I just want to shout out how good of a dude Jonesy is. Oh, like,
5: hands fucking down. Love that guy.
3: When my mom died, he sent me a box of space cookies. And yes. it went a long way to help me feel better about things. So he's a super good dude. And you should all buy space cookies or non-space cookies off that dude. He, and he, the he, fucking t-shirts he's doing are great, dude. These limited run shirts for people, mm-hmm. all of them have looked killer.
5: I'm so mad that I couldn't get the Ziggy one. And the Billy Starks one was really cool, too. And I was so broke at the time. I'm like, damn it.
3: I wanted the bread Ison one, dude. That Hoodfoot Candyman one is amazing. I was,
5: about to say, I was just about to say that. Fucking Hoodfoot's also amazing.
3: Yeah, I picked up the Angeles Lane
0: hoodie, the nice. uh, the Billy hoodie, the Danhausen hoodie, and the Bar of Soap and, uh, from Danhausen too. So,
3: I wish that fucking facade one wasn't facade. I would have bought that. In hard took, to the right to
5: took the words right out of my mouth.
3: Everybody said that. I think when oh that came God. out, I was like, "Damn." <laughs>
5: That shirt was so fucking sick. Like, who's your favorite wrestler down the arm and shit? Like, uh It was so good. Like, oh, uh, It so could sad. have been
3: anybody else. Like, literally, it could have been people I've never heard of.
5: Dude, you know what I'm waiting for, though? I'm waiting for him to do a Mars Attacks collab with somebody because I have to own that, like, hands down.
4: I'm waiting for him to do that Rugrats the movie collab.
3: <laughs> <laughs>
4: that would be cool. That song is dope. You know what I'm talking about, Stacey? The one with Maya and like Blackstreet and Mace. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Take me there. If you take that part where Mace raps specifically just about the Rugrats, if you take that part out, (laughs) it's just a really good song.
5: Right? (laughs) Whatever happened? She's still a thing?
4: Maya? Oh, I don't know. Mace came back for a little bit. Is what, like a priest? And then he just
3: like went away again. He did a song called Welcome Back and then he left. Oh, I perfect. loved Mace back in the day because, dude, like, you know, Diddy made him dance and he couldn't, and it was the yeah. best. Yeah, Mace <laughs> is awesome. Mace is probably one of the greatest rappers alive. Diddy was like, dude, if you're going to be in the video, you have to dance. And he's like, dude, I can't really do it. And he was like, fuck you, do it. And so that we get the Mace dance. It's amazing. He's like,
4: no, Mace, you just have to, like, crouch at the knees a little bit and sway <laughs> to left and right and, like, keep your arms loose. And that's
3: all you got to do. Uh huh. <laughs> that's dancing.
2: Yeah. Uh huh.
4: God. Mason's so good. I'd tell you to drop some Mason right here,
3: but I don't think that's legal.
2: Yeah, I was about to say well, and,
3: we, and we know he doesn't want to do edits.
2: <laughs> listen, do you know how many podcasts that I, ha- like, the Thorn episode that I edit out all of his coughs?
3: <laughs> Why are you putting the man on blast? Just to defend yourself. Oh, you, you keep that's that up, up, you're gonna get an open hand slap.
2: <laughs> <laughs> if you listen to the whole episode, I keep it in at the end where I'm like, don't worry, I'm gonna edit out all your coughs. That proves people don't listen to the end. And I sometimes have Easter eggs like that. But but what I was saying is I don't put copyright music in this because when it goes on YouTube or Facebook, I don't want the shit flagged.
3: Oh, that- I play that flag game all the time. YouTube's the only place that dings me, it's fine.
2: I mean, that's what I tell
3: you, you'll ding them right back
4: and then shake your fist at the computer.
3: (laughs) I got a message. I got a message on my most recent episode that my show was not able to be played in like Iran, Syria, and North Korea. And I was like, God (laughs) damn. Oh, no. (laughs) All my listeners there will be very upset.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, I just don't post on those platforms. I use everything but YouTube and Facebook.
2: Any way for the episodes to get out doesn't bother me. If it dings it, I mean, that's where I I just change it. That's why the intro was like the original cheers theme that I used was, uh, I think a band called like Wild Hearts or something. And I thought their cover was amazing. But when it went on YouTube, it was like, nope, can't have it here. And then when on Facebook, nope, can't have it here. So I changed it to two different ones. And then now I have the Platinum Max Caster outro, which another fun addition that I had this year that I, I love. Investment well spent.
3: Oh, well, dude, and some of that shit, like, So, like, I put up all the everything that's there from the Alley Cat Matt Justice lost match from UXWA. And I was like, so much of this is just still pictures. I need to do something. So I just put Lifer underneath it. And all it did was demonetize it. Like, nobody told me to take it down. And it was never going to be monetized anyway. So fuck it. (laughs) At least it's there for weirdos in India to jerk off to because I've looked at the traffic. And that's exactly what. (laughs)
4: Because you can't get, like, pornography in India, right? Or something
3: like that. Right. Well, and it's a man and a woman, like you know. Yeah, yeah, a man, yeah. But a like, man that's, a woman. That's, but that's specifically that's popular in some parts of the. world. But that's why they're specifically jerking it
4: to like wrestling matches. So I, I think pornography is not easily accessible. Yeah, I
3: think that's part of it. I don't know if India is that way though, because India is like pretty open with with sex. I thought.
4: Mm, I don't know. I think that's no, more can of, can like fact check on uh, Indian people masturbating
2: to wrestling. Send the text message to Jonah. <laughs>
4: If he didn't have the kid, and I knew, like, <laughs> if this is still childless, Joan, I would definitely
0: just text him right now and ask him for a fact check. No, he said he said life's easy right now.
3: You send that to him right now at text- <laughs> You send it right now. I think Drew Cordero knows. Just ask him. <laughs> it's, I think Thor would know, isn't
4: AIW's like most watched video like some Tessa Blanchard match? No, oh, but dude, you didn't really know why hatred. Beyond
3: was popular. <laughs> it's because they don't have commentary. What? I don't get it. Wasn't that his argument? Maybe I'm wrong. Maybe I'm high. I thought his argument was why Beyond had so many watches was because they didn't have commentary they, on the shit.
4: Because they have great
3: wrestling, that's why. Stacy, they don't have commentary. What are you doing? <laughs> I totally <you> for tuning <laughs> oh, in. Oh, shit! What am I doing? Edit! Yeah. See, Justin, you need to edit, because I'm working against me and Ed's best interests here. Stop.
2: Okay, do you really want me to edit this out, or are you just fucking with me? <laughs>
5: of course you're only being facetious
2: all right um that was all the categories for 2020 uh let's uh wrap this part up and then next week we'll come back and talk about 2021 any final thoughts or last minute plugs before we go stacy
3: uh there is a new episode of super fantastic horror movies uh where me and pat from pod van damme do our christmas episode on the gremlin uh and that is available right now everywhere that you get a podcast there's also a new super chantastic with me and ed that just came out like a couple weeks ago
0: charlie butters so i'm going to take my time to specifically point out that uh josh goldstein lost the wrestling cheers fantasy football league
5: ha! <laughs> 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 <Come on,
1: Lord.
3: laughs> You got sound effects.
5: <laughs> You'd love to see it. No purple button
2: involved. Um, Right now, Jesus. and I mean, we're in the middle of the third quarter it, for the final game of the week. The Mystery Brothers, Josh Goldstein, is 97.56 points. And Ryder Reed is 134.96.
3: <laughs> so lesson, kids, just let the shit autograph. Just do it. <laughs> Just let it go. Have fun. That draft is happening. Like at the end of summer, you got shit to do. (laughs) Just let that shit auto draft. Don't make lineup changes during the year. Don't sit around in like the middle of October when you could be doing fun shit and think about how you need a new tight end. Fuck it. It'll work out fine.
5: Damn. Buffalo is hand in the new England. Ooh.
2: yeah. Now that they finally started to give Stefan Diggs the ball. Yeah. uh, Rip city shooters are going to be my local friend's family kind of league uh champion so go me and this one's for money uh charlie you want to actually plug your stuff <laughs> <laughs> instead of just the fact
0: that yeah you can uh, find me on twitter and instagram at charlie underscore butters and i have a podcast called iwtv guide uh we review a show from iwtv every week and we talk about what's on that coming weekend and uh, sometimes i have guests on like ed and uh, Orange Flacity, and sometimes even Justin, who holds the number one spot right now.
2: Damn right. Most downloads. I got that episode on repeat on my computer in the background right now. <laughs> How about you, Pam?
5: Well, I'm lame and I don't have a podcast. So, yes, um, <laughs> you guys can find me on Twitter and Instagram at Pamela Nicole, P A M E L A A underscore. N-I-C-O-L-E-E on um, my post funny stuff. Um, that's pretty much it. Maybe one day I'll have a podcast about New Girl. I don't know. We'll see.
2: You can find her in last place of the Wrestling Cheers Fantasy Football Fuck League. Fuck you,
5: <laughs> Summers! Oh. Really? That's fucked up. I'm so butthurt about this season, dude. Like, both, both leagues. Both leagues last place. Had a lot of points. Doesn't fucking matter. I just hate everything.
0: I recommend that you have a podcast about Robin Sparkles.
5: It's Robin Sparkles, y'all. I, was, I started rewatching How I Met Your Mother the other night, and the Robin Sparkles episode was what I was just watching before we started.
3: Can't do anything with a laugh track. Yeah, you I know. know you
5: hate it.
2: I still love that show.
5: I do, too. It's so good.
2: The only thing I
3: could do with a laugh track Scooby-Doo. Acceptable.
2: What about older, older shows like 50s, 60s?
3: uh laugh track? No. If it was a live studio audience, yeah, like I can do. Uh, I can do uh, Fresh Prince.
2: Okay, okay. So you're coming from?
3: Don't tell me when to laugh. Like an audience, they laughed naturally, sort of. Like there was I mean, probably an uh, there was probably an applause sign or whatever. Yeah. I was but gonna they... say,
5: even with the live studio audience, you still get a choreographed reaction. Like, yeah, nobody's, but... gonna, nobody's gonna randomly bust out laughing in the middle of something. Like I probably would, but like. Yeah, it's still a tamed reaction in some way, shape or form.
3: It's different, though. It's not somebody plugging in and telling me when I'm supposed to laugh. And generally, if you're telling somebody when they're supposed to laugh, the joke wasn't funny to begin with.
5: I don't even pay attention to them. I don't. It doesn't even phase me.
3: Yeah, that stuff's never really bothered me, honestly. Nope.
2: Yeah. With,
5: not a lot of once ever.
2: With How I Met Your Mother, that's one of those shows. If you point out to some people that there's a laugh track, it's like you just broke an illusion to them. They're like, oh, oh, shit. I'd never realized it because I think a lot of people just tone it out. but I always think it's funny there's one particular show that I know a lot of people don't like. it's really popular and they everyone says there's a laugh track, but I've seen pictures of the set and there was like studio seating. and I do believe there's probably pictures of there being a live audience there. So I always go, okay, does it have a, is it a laugh track or was there people there? And then people are like, oh, it's a mix and I'm like, well, I don't know what to fucking tell you then because there's still least people anyway. To to wrap uh, the, all this up, you can find myself at Chase Summers three three zero on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. What about Ed? Oh, <laughs> <laughs> fuck
3: you, Hi. Ed. That's what Summers. Fuck Thanks you, for coming Ed. on. Fuck you.
0: Yeah. I <laughs> was sleeping. It was fun. I was taking a nap. Nah, That's I what?
4: just don't. I uh, you know I'm not. I don't have a fantasy football team because I don't watch football. And uh, I don't.
3: don't have
4: to Ed? You can literally automatically I don't. win. <laughs> it's yeah, I guess, man. That's true. <laughs> we right? You wait, should wait, have wait, raised your hand.
5: Wait, wait, wait. I'm not raising my hand because I can't get to that screen.
4: But
5: oh. wait, Ed, if yeah. you don't watch football, then why do you like the Steelers?
4: Oh. Oh, because I used to watch oh. football back when I had, like, TV.
5: Oh. I don't have any okay. way to
4: watch, like, TV, like, Got live you. sports.
5: Heard that.
4: Got you. I was going to say this, yeah. Hulu yeah. has like one game a week <laughs> and he has like, like it was but, like a yeah. 49ers this week and I was like I don't want to fucking watch the 49ers yeah because
5: I was going to say I know I just made that 7 rings joke at you the other night so like I know you tweet about the Steelers talk about the Steelers and I'm like wait if you don't like or watch football why do you like the Steelers like what's going on?
3: Because he knows it bothers people and he likes yeah. to troll just yeah, like because- how he talks about how Tom Brady is the best quarterback of all time. Well that's that true. true but it doesn't mean you have to like it
1: um,
2: so I do Podvian damn Dam. <laughs> I was about to say so, Ed. Uh, throw in your plugs. I I purposely saved the best for last, and I forgot it.
4: Yeah, uh, famously bad at this. Poppy and Am comes out on Tuesdays unless you give us money on our Patreon, then you can get it on a Monday. Um, what else? Super chantastic. Um, I did I did a writing for Voices of Wrestling one time about Heat Up. Go read that. Um, and
2: that's I think that's it. That's all
3: I got really going on. Right.
2: That sounds about right.
3: Yeah, I think that's everything.
5: I think so. Yeah.
2: You got in the show. You got in Super Chantastic, and then you threw out the Patreon too. I think that's like your the three bases you have to hit for your plugs.
4: I think I nailed it.
5: Home run. That's a baseball term, if you didn't know.
4: (laughs) No, I like baseball. Like baseball. Oh, okay.
5: Okay.
2: All right. Going back to what I was saying before I fucked it up, you can find myself at. Jay Summers, 330 on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram, much like you can find this show on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. Facebook.com slash WrestlingCheers, Twitter.com slash WrestlingCheers, and Instagram.com slash Cheers. Email, if you so choose desire, WrestlingCheers at gmail.com, and we have the merch store over at watermaneuver.net. Like I said earlier in the show, please rate, review, and subscribe. You're ever listening to this fine podcast, whether it be Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Stitcher, TuneIn, YouTube, Spotify, iHeartRadio, or Podbean, WrestlingCheers.podbean.com. And if you need direct links for any of those, there is a link tree in the podcast notes. Also check out our friends on the training topics network, such as all beer inside your vision showcase, Spanish downstable and wrestling without the dude. Check out our other podcast friends, such as let the hate flow through you pod Van Dam, super fantastic podcast. It's evolution, baby virtual pros, the indie cast so network, Biff radio off the hop rope game marks podcast. We like sports podcast Powerbomb bomb. Jitsu, Spotlight Series, Fully Posable, Doing the Favor, Positively Pro Wrestling, IWTV Guide, At Odds with Wrestling, Best in the World Podcast, Markout Media Podcast, Marks with Mikes, Dark Match Podcast, and Porch Talk. Check out our other non-podcast friends such as Thirst Door Jobber, The Savage Dash, The Mystery Men, Mouse's Wrestling Adventures, Happy Hour with Steve Guy, Co-Host Wrestling Show, Good Company, Toy Hio Toy Show, Time Capsule Toys, Stay Tough, Smoke and Jay's barbecue. Wrestle Void, Midwest Territory, Southern Underground Pro, and the official graphic designer of Wrestling Cheers, Moy Boy Designs. That will do it for us here on Wrestling Cheers, where everybody knows your name. And hopefully Ed doesn't predict the future next year. Later.
4: It's really dope that they're going to give us all those $2,000 checks once a month in 2021.
2: Yeah, I but hope. Jake
0: Paul has to wrestle at WrestleMania. So Jake Paul
4: is absolutely going to wrestle WrestleMania, guys. Quote me on that. That absolutely is going to happen. Oh dear lord! Should have heard the glee in Bruce Pritchard's voice as he <laughs> talked about Jake Paul's ability to talk up a fight. Is <laughs> fucking right when I was hearing, it's like, oh my god, this little fucker's gonna wrestle WrestleMania. I don't care. I'm not, I don't watch this shit anyway. But like, I don't know. That'll suck. <sighs>